Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Once again, thanks for tuning in and for believing in me. I love you guys so much. We have quite a few followers and listeners now, and it means the world to me. Keep uh, sharing, keep subscribing, keep uh, giving us good ratings because it really makes a difference. And I know it's not just me. It's these amazing guests that I bring on. And and I also have to give a shout out to our sponsors. We have um, Mori Nutrition. Uh, they have a calm drink for anxiety. They're the official drink of the the Belief Cast now. Um, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, and Thread Wallets. Uh, you guys have just been so good to me and allow me to grow this audience and grow the message and get it to the people that need to hear it. So thank you so much. And today we are joined with another amazing person, Camille Cox. Camille, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you are a reoccurring guest on Good Things Utah, and I get to see you there quite a bit, and <laughs> I think that's kind of how we kind of got to know each other a little bit through Absolutely. that, right? yeah. And they're great people, as you well know, and they love you, and they, you know, and you do a great job. Oh, you're and so nice. So it's cool that we've kind of have a little um, fun there on that set together. Oh, you yeah, know? they're like right? such hype people. I know. They're the nicest, like hype gang. Totally. I always walk out of going, man, I feel better. I know. Isn't right? that amazing? Yeah, it's, so it's true. truly amazing. So, well, let me give you a little background on Camille. Um, she's an accomplished entrepreneur and the co-creator and CEO of Melkit. Did I say that correct? Yep. Okay. A pioneering company at the forefront of natural and clean skincare, and it's for everybody. It's not just for women. It's for men. It's for kids. It's for babies. Yep. That's the beautiful thing. All natural, beautiful stuff. Um, Camille is driven by a profound passion for personal growth and lifelong learning. She firmly believes in the transformative power of continuous self-improvement. Uh, she's big into her faith, fitness, and family. Um, not not necessarily in that order, but <laughs> right. Faith <laughs> first. Yeah. Um, but uh, your um, this commitment that you show and reflect to the world is. Um, showing when you strive towards uh, your optimal self and fulfilling individual missions to make meaningful contribu- contributions to the world, which you do. Um, again, I, again, I what I what really stands out to me about you is again just your passion to make a difference. And I think w- you know with your own family, but then even just with everyone you come in contact with, is that a fair statement? Do you think? Oh, you're, I mean, I think you're being really generous. <laughs> I mean, I would like that to be how people view me. So that's really, really kind of you. That's my goal. Yeah. Right. As totally imperfect as yeah. I am, but that's that's the hope. Yeah. Sure. Well, so we're going to get into your company here in a minute, but let's. I want people to get to know you better. I mean, you're not your company. Who you are makes you good at this company you put together. So let's talk about you. Tell us where you grew up and then maybe a little bit about your family and childhood. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's get into it. Um, I am, well, first of all, so happy to be here. So humbled to be here on Thank like you. what incredible podcast. Thank and you. it's just so cool to be around like-minded people who mm-hmm. are con- continuously wanting to grow and thrive and work through their stuff. Yeah. Not everyone is like that. Right. And I'm sure all of your listeners are people like that. Like they want to grow. They're looking for more tools yeah. um, to get them and to help them navigate through all the difficulties. So yeah. super stoked. I love just the energy. It's so invigorating being here with Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I grew up, I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, baby, like right on this, like almost right on the strip. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I have five brothers and a mom and dad. Um, great childhood. All the Christmases were out there playing on the streets, rollerblading, you know, no snow. Yeah, right. Um, you know. Where do you fall in line? Of- I am four of six. Four of six. So I kind of okay. share the middle, right? I guess yeah. in the family sibling order, if you're not first or last, you're just middle kid you're right the middle kid yeah. Yeah, you're right there yeah <laughs> and i and i love like all the books that they have on like the family order because it's so true and i think it I know, is so it? helpful like yeah. if you're the first or the baby there's some very specific yeah. things and if you're the middle you kind of even seeing with my own kids like yeah um there's actually a hilarious uh comedy sketch by seth myers love oh, him yeah yeah and He's he was hilarious. like the third kid is the yeah. the funniest like you just pull out their their, their stool, pull out the blender. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're just so resourceful at two. The so first true. one, they just wait there and ask for a smoothie. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like as a middle kid, you just become, you're a little bit thicker skin. Yeah. Because nobody really cares. 
Yeah. You know, everything's already been done by the first kid. <laughs> you know, you become a little bit more independent because mm-hmm. you, nobody cares. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, of course, everyone cares, I, know I guess. Yeah. But, you know, like, so, true. so being the middle kid, um, especially with boys, has been really interesting. And, and the stuff I've picked up on has been interesting. But yeah, so I, so uh, lots of boys. And even on my, my dad's side, I am the only girl, like the only granddaughter on that side, too. So I have been surrounded wow. by men by my entire life. Your entire life. And so sometimes with God, I'm like, what, what? Do you want me to learn here? Because sometimes like a sister could really help me out. <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> well, yeah, and I can imagine five brothers. Like, how was that? I mean, because again, not only were you in the middle, but you've got five brothers. I got five brothers, so <laughs> I. I mean, I feel like when I look at now, I'm like, I don't know if it was nature or nur- nurture, but mm-hmm. I picked up a lot of masculine qualities. Uh huh. For better or for worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm like, I don't know if that's just how I was or uh-huh. if that was just because of my upbringing or what. But yeah. like, um, I feel like for a long time, even throughout high school, probably to a negative extent, like I just kind of was like more like just the guy's girl. And it wasn't yeah. later in life that I kind of really stepped into like my more feminine energy. Okay. But maybe there was a good reason. Maybe there were some tools I, sure. I learned with some of that um, yeah. and not being afraid and feeling like I know I'm equal. And, you know, some of these other things that I feel like maybe some women feel a little bit more intimidated sometimes with men. So I feel like, like I said, double-edged sword. There's some good things. There's some (laughs) bad things. Um, But like, so growing up with them, they were super fun. Uh, We were just like lion cubs. Like we just were together all the time, hung out all the time. Um, Like we never took friends on vacations. It was just always a, such a fun family community, such great parents. My parents um, love both of their stories and where they came from. They, had such convictions and pass it on to us mm-hmm. and they just did their best. No parents. Perfect. Right. But they did their, their best to sure. give us their best right. and to that. I'm like truly so grateful. Um, so, but com- growing up with boys, I like played football when I was in sixth grade, <laughs> we won the state championships. Did I had yeah, nice. braids coming out of my helmet, <laughs> but my nails were done. I had butterfly clips, you know? So I've always just been this weird, like my husband's always like, you're such a contradiction. Like right. you're just the weirdest mix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, things like that. I just, it was fun. It was fun growing up with boys. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, you mentioned your parents, you know, instilled in you these convictions and tried to teach you certain things. What were some of the biggest lessons do you feel like you've learned from your mom and dad? You know, my mom and dad taught, they teach by example, I think a lot, Mm. like in their actions, um, and especially with their faith. So I think both of them didn't grow up really with Christ being like the center of their life until later they Mm. each had these um, really hard circumstances that came to them and then where they chose Christ. And uh, for us, I'm just so grateful because they introduced Christ to me by their example. And still I had my own path and things I Uh had to figure out, but how cool to always go back and look at them and see their choices. Like actions speak so much louder than words. For sure. Right? Like you can talk and say, but... The people, yeah. actions are so important. Yeah, it's kind of like if I was, you know, I'm smoking and telling my kids don't smoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, that's a mixed message there. Totally. Right? No, my kids hold me so accountable to that because we talk about yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Like even caffeine, they're like, oh, so you, we can't have caffeine, but like you have a Coke? Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's Ooh. funny. When I, <laughs> when I first got clean and sober, my mentor at the time said, hey, what do you want to do for a living? You know, now that you're changing your life around, I'm like, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to help people, you know, and, and I didn't know what that exactly looked like. He said, really? And I said, yeah, really. And he goes, you know what will be the hardest thing for you to do? I'm like, what? And he goes, practice what you preach. Mm. And I understood what he meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I found myself, I'd be out there speaking uh, and I'd be like, oh, I'm telling these people to do these things. I'm not even doing them. Yep. And I'm like, he's right. So it right. is so hard. But if you can get there, man, the message, it's like, be the message. Be the message. Don't just say the that. message, be it. Be the message. Like, totally. And that's really what you're saying, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, we talk about that constantly. Like talk is so cheap. Yeah. You know, and it's so, and as a parent, it really does hit home because you're like, mm-hmm. my kids are watching me. I mean, yeah. I have so many pictures of me walking out of to, we're going somewhere and my daughter goes and changes in, in the exact same outfit. Really? And so I've just like, those have been so big to me to be like, she's watching me. Yeah. Like I, I have to be paying attention to what I'm doing, how I'm talking mm-hmm. to myself. Yeah. Like, especially after having a baby, we just had a baby three weeks yeah. ago. Congratulations, the, by the thank way. Thank you so, yeah. so much. Our sixth baby. You can't even tell you had a baby. It's crazy. You're so, so nice. But, um, <laughs> but so like through the process, right, your body is torn apart. It's got to come back together. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so they're so funny because they're asking questions like, so is your tummy always going to be big like that? Is it going to be squishy, you know? And l- these are great moments for us to be like, my body took nine months to stretch out. My body looks so great. I'm so proud of my body. Yeah. And it's going to take 
nine months for it to go back and that's okay and you know just teaching them to have like that expectation Uh, and patience and love for your body Mm. instead of being like oh 10 pounds all look better or this just drives me crazy you know let's why would my body go back in three weeks you know so i think even stuff like that like that's the action right like are you talking to yourself kindly? Are you being, mm-hmm. are you giving yourself grace? Mm-hmm. Are you saying sorry when you need to say sorry? Yeah. You know, I, um, it's such a big thing. So right. we, we talk about that constantly. Actions speak everything. Nothing else matters. I like you could say it, you could talk all day. Yeah. You're very involved, aren't you? With your kids, meaning you're really not, I mean, it's easy to have kids in, per se, but you, it seems like you're someone and your husband are really involved making sure like you said, we're, we're we're teaching these kids to be good. Yes, is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're I'm I'm such an intentional person. I feel like as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, like the things in my house, everything really yeah. means something. Yeah. Um, like if something has like a negative word or something, I'm like why do I have that book? Like, we gotta get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like I'm yeah. so intentional. So, absolutely, with our kids, we try so hard to sit and just be really intentional with them. I mean, I truly believe the most important work is the work you do in your house, mm-hmm. especially my, my kids are nine and younger. So at these young pivotal ages, when we have them in our home, I want them to be able to mess up and make mistakes. Yeah. And I want to be there to help coach them through it, to yep. help be the support system, give them tools. So yeah. as they get older and yeah. they're dealing with even heavier, harder circumstances that we've practiced some of these tools and put them into effect. Yeah. So parenting best, best thing that's ever happened. It's changed me as a human. Uh, my husband's so great. He's so patient, so loving, so involved. But um, yeah, there is just like I said, I feel like it's really the most important. I'm here for them. That's yeah. my main job right yeah. now. No, and I, you know, I can, I, I know you're passionate about that and it shows in what you do. No, you're um, going back though to younger years, were you, all, I mean, you're a pretty driven person. You kind of know what you want kind of thing. Were you that way when you were younger too? And and having brothers, did that maybe kind of cultivate that in you? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think for sure because I've always been super competitive. Um, so, for example, like why I started to play football, yeah. it kind of seemed like, oh, the boys were always doing these sports and playing football. And I, I was, why do I have to sit out? <laughs> I could do that just as good as they could. you know. So I think that naturally did give me that competitive, like, don't you don't put baby in a corner, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I'm not just going to sit here. Like, I can do anything. And, oh, how fun. Like, it's let me, I'm not afraid to try anything now, you know, because of that. And like I said, I I don't know, everyone's world, so it's so hard. I don't want to put a vague description out there, but I have noticed sometimes women to maybe be a little bit more timid. And I feel like growing up with them, I don't know, I did feel equal. And it just gave me kind of this edge of like, yeah, like I said, don't tell me I can't do anything. Why, why couldn't I do anything? Yeah, you know, right. sometimes I guess coming from a more patriarchal, you know, type sure. society yeah, right. has kind of evened that out for me. So maybe that's not even a thing anymore. But in my generation, that still kind of was. Yeah. Or is, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> did you, you know, when you're in high school and getting ready to graduate, that kind of thing, where, where was your mindset at that time? Did you kind of know what you wanted to do? Did you know you wanted to be a mom? I mean... What was going on in your mind? And, and I get it, you know, maybe you didn't even know. I mean, most kids don't. Yeah. I was just curious if that's, if you kind of knew where you were headed right after high school. You know, so my parents taught by example, um, such good people, but I, no, like I, I don't remember having any sit down conversations okay. of like, what do you want to do? Mm. Let's think about it. Like I said, there's, when there's so many kids, sometimes it's just hard to have <laughs> right. those sit down and uh, conversations. For sure, yeah. And so by the time <laughs> I got into high school, um, like, gosh, I, I guess I feel like I was probably, I had so fun, super motivated, was usually always the best at whatever I did. So that was just always in me. Like yeah. I, I do, yeah. I was very athletic, love that, that type of thing. But as high school went and then college went, I feel like I got a little bit more lost. I went to college, I went to Utah Valley University, I had a scholarship to cheerlead. Oh, okay. And so that was so fun. Love that. And um, cheerleading is no joke. Cheerleading's People no hear, joke. oh, cheerleading, man, you guys work your tails off. We work right? our tails off. I got drops in my face. I might broke oh. my jaw. Oh, before. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> like when I was in sixth wow. grade, couldn't eat for like months, those slim fast shakes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, wow. no, cheerleading is super fun. And that was such a fun, mm-hmm. moving your body, like whether it be gymnastics, working out, like mm-hmm. it's just the most empowering thing. Yeah. Being in control of your body is, mm. oh, I think one of the most special gifts if we can get in touch with our bodies at a young age and find the empowerment of learning strength and control super special so anyway so that always served me like i look back at cheerleading and i'm just like that really has still served me today and helped with my fitness and 
and happiness. But, um, so when I went there, uh, when I went to college, I was still just kind of lost. And I would say even with my faith, I was just like, I just don't know. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know if I should even say this, but I'm like, at that point, I kind of was just pretty. <laughs> like I remember my one drill team teacher, she's like, you'll never be anything but pretty. Cause I was always late, like chronically to practice. And she's like, you'll be, you'll never be anything but pretty. And I still remember that. And I don't wow. know if I'm still mad yeah. about that because it was so discouraging and just, and it was in front of like the whole class. See, and, and I appreciate you saying that actually, because you're just being real and honest. This is what happened. This is what was said, but you took it as like th- that was a painful thing to hear mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is oh that, yeah, right? absolutely. Like, I was it wasn't like, like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, it was more that's like, all I oh, be. really? I'm more than that. <laughs> yes. And that's where that competitive side comes out. Like, what are you saying? Totally. Like, and so at that point I do remember like, oh, that's all. Well, it was kind of like, oh, maybe that is all I am. Maybe that's all I have to offer. Mm. And gosh, I'm like, sorry, we're kind of going all over the no, place. No, no, you're good. But I'm like, even at this point in my life, I feel like that was the only thing I had to value was um, being attractive or somewhat attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... I remember them saying that and I'm like, maybe that is all I have to offer. So then therefore, I feel like that almost um, empowered a belief, a limited belief that mm-hmm. that was all I was and that that was where my validation come from, came from. Right. So then almost it's like every day, if someone doesn't tell you you're pretty, then maybe I'm not pretty today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, to kind of move on where I'm trying to move forward with this, it wasn't until years later of therapy and energy work and counseling that I got really good advice where they're like, do not let anybody validate you but you and god Mm. the most powerful thing most powerful navigate like my star like to navigate by it's so true because that is your only constant so when i'm out there looking for validation like oh all i am is pretty so people aren't telling me i'm pretty which not everyone's going to tell you you're pretty every day whether you are or you're not yeah you start to lose sight of like who you are and um it was so 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 toxic so i think as soon as i learned that tool of like my constant is me and God, yeah. and that is what I have to go through. And so back to my teacher, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking you all over the place. You're good. This but, is good stuff. But Thank back you. to my teacher, when she called me that, that did that, like I said, that kind of emboldened that limiting belief. Yeah. And then so as I went through high school and college, that's kind of just still what I thought. So then if I had gained weight or any of that, that just took my self-esteem away because that's what I felt like all I had to offer. And so it wasn't until I moved to L.A., um, was modeling because that again look following my following, belief system of the exactly. only thing I have to offer. Yeah. Um, and then came back. Long story with my husband. Um, our our love story is wild, but we'll <laughs> just we'll skip that part at least for now. Um, when I came back, I really had to dig deep and figure out what my purpose is and what yeah. I wanted to offer. And I wanted to be smart. I wanted to be more than just what my looks were telling people. Right. right. And I wanted to be knowledgeable and I wanted to help people. So that was always in me, but sometimes I just didn't feel like it was possible for me to be more of that. And sometimes the world, I feel like validates physical attractiveness more than that. Well, and that's the power of a belief system, man. It can keep us just locked into the same thing over and over and over and over again. Right. Changing that is difficult. It was so difficult. So learning. And then I think I had trials come that made me be like okay this totally doesn't matter and it Mm -hmm. made me really dig deep in to finding validation elsewhere and obviously i feel like that was god for me and um finding what my purpose is and what i have to offer and what my unique mission here is on earth because we all nobody wants another camille we don't need another todd you know what we need we need everybody to be who they were meant to be yeah and i feel like the only way you can really do that is get rid of all side that outside validation Forget yeah. the dance teacher that thinks you're right. this and that. Um, everyone has a different version of yourself. There's a million Camille versions walking around who've met mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Does that mean that's who I am? Right. No. You know, that's people's experiences and perspectives. Sure. So like really being able to harness, okay, like who I, who am I? Who do I want to be? Um, I know God loves me regardless of what I do. Mm. And what gifts do I have and can I offer and navigate through that? I love that. That was a really long-winded no, answer. very sp- very well said. I loved it. <laughs> well, so obviously your faith means a lot to you. Talk about that a little bit. You know, just you said you you weren't quite sure as a kid, which most kids don't have a clue. Yeah. You know, how did that and how did that kind of like solidify more into your life, and why why is it so important to you? Oh, I love it, this question. Um, because again, my parents taught me such good values, um, and they taught by example. Um, but I just, I had a moment, um, where I needed to go experience everything 
counter to what I was taught. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to experience it. So I went out and I experienced it all. You know, I was like literally in LA, just like the stories I have are wild. <laughs> and so um, sometimes I'm like, I've lived nine different lives. Like, is that crazy? I mean, like I literally was almost on Vanderpump Rules. Like I can't tell you how many times really? I was like so involved with the craziest just things you would never guess. Yeah. And so um, um, I was in LA doing everything counter pretty much. And I just wasn't happy. And, um, but I was, I'm so grateful for that time that I did because it made me appreciate some of the values that my parents instilled things that I totally took for granted. I didn't yeah. appreciate. I yeah. didn't understand why they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was sometimes I feel like in our culture, um, because I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I feel like sometimes the culture was more based on like where make sure you're wearing sleeves, you know, do this stuff that really has nothing to do with the the, doctrine of Christ. Right. But I mean, I mean, I see what they're trying to do. It's it's positive, but it did kind of get turned on its head and maybe become a negative thing of like what modesty is and things like that. Um, So obviously that's like a fully loaded phrase, but it wasn't until I, I'm so passionate about the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, like all of it. And I think all of them come together through the history of the world and give such incredible lessons. Mm -hmm. How easy it is for us to forget where we've come from or where the world has been and where we want to go, you know? And so I am so passionate about teaching my children the scriptures. Yeah. And um, even like the youth today. And I think everyone should have a, I think if we all could, whatever religion or whatever belief system you have, I think Mm -hmm. if we all come together to Christ, it's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. You know? And so I am so passionate about the scriptures. We spend so much time with my kids. And I think sometimes with kids, people don't give kids enough credit to think they can understand it. Yeah. You would not believe how well my kids understand the scriptures. That's awesome. We spend dedicated time weekly on that because I feel like the storms in my life, because our, our stuff was kind of more, we, we didn't spend a lot of time in the scriptures. Maybe that was just me. Maybe that was just like my little neighborhood, but it was more kind of the community, which yeah. was great. So yeah. super great. Sure. But because we didn't spend so much time in like the actual doctrine of Christ, I feel like when the storms came, I just, I got washed right away. I had no rock. You know, I was, I was sitting on that sand yeah, <laughs> just right. waiting for it pretty just, much. Yeah. Wow. And so I feel yeah. like um, <laughs> when we build on the rock, which is Christ and it's scripture, I want to give that to my kids because then whatever storm comes, I know they will find the answers and like the personal tutor that scriptures can be to you individually is so powerful. And that's the best thing I can give to my kids. Cause I won't be here for them always. I know right. Christ will be. Yeah. And I know his words will be, you know? And so, um, so it is so funny when I, I have all these friends in this life from LA. So I always say I was like from party or to priestess <laughs> yeah. because it was just such a drastic change. Um, but so, never found more happiness. So did you, get caught up in the party scene we don't have to go into details and stuff but like is that kind of what happened did you feel like you kind of lost yourself in la oh yeah lost i mean i was just i i was searching for like i said validation with more fame uh like more more jobs Mm. um whoever i was dating whoever had more clout and fame um that was my focus that's what i thought mattered you know and money things like that and so but then like when i would date these guys um and they did have money they loved to hold that over me it was just mm. like, well, I can take you here, do that. Um, like that mattered. And I'm, and so it was so funny because later I remember someone really successful was like, I'm surprised that you're not like a little bit more like material or or that. Yeah. And I'm like, I've already done all that. Yeah. Served me zero. Yeah, Could care you, less you about went that. through it and you saw, you know what? This doesn't bring my happiness. This is not, this is not true yeah. stable happiness. This is no yeah. rock. Yeah. This is the sand. It's the sand <laughs> for sure. And again, because all that stuff back to the validation anything can be taken away from you your family your job mm-hmm. all of that what are the constants you yeah. yep god that's yeah. it you yeah. know and that's what i mean it's like you have to draw so deep from that well what's going to serve that the scriptures looking back and forth like the, the scriptures so like i said i just yeah. love the scriptures yeah <laughs> so it sounds like almost you had to go through that in la to help you appreciate absolutely god and why god means so much to you because you probably wouldn't appreciate it as much had you not gone through that that experience. Absolutely. And, right. you know, kind of with my dating story with my husband, um, we dated, I was such a Jersey chaser when he <laughs> went to University of Utah. I totally, because I'm like, I met him when I was in sixth grade, thought he was super cute. Oh, so you've known him for a long time. A long time, but kind of yeah. barely, but just kind of yeah. had a crush. He's three years older than me. 
Um, and then he went on a mission. Mm-hmm. He went and played at the University of Utah. We like connected on Facebook because his mm. profile picture had him in a cute little <laughs> red jersey, you know. So anyway, so we, we finally connected and then we dated for two years. He was ready to get married. Mm. He was so good to me. Yeah. It's like my first real like relationship. And then I remember being like, surely this is there's got to be something better than that. This is like easy peasy, right? Yeah. Like little did I know I was literally like holding had the best thing that ha- had happened to me. Um, so I remember like crying while we were dating, being like, God, I know he's like someone I should be with, but like, yeah. I don't, I can't do it. So I remember I literally called him on the phone, broke up with him because I was so classy like that. He still is <laughs> like, I can't believe you called me after two years. And so I called him. We oh, broke up. Man. I moved to LA. <laughs> like there, he got picked up by the Patriots. So he moved to New England. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was, bless his soul, he was so patient. Like, he just would text me every once in a while, mm. uh, write me. I was awful to him. I was like, I'm not even attracted to him. Never going to happen. Like, just the worst, right? And mm. my husband's a whole other, like, inspiring story because he's pretty incredible, the stuff he's been through and his patience. Yeah. Um, but in this story, <laughs> he just was so patient. I went to L.A. dating anything and everything. Um and he just waited for me. And in fact, the guy I was dating at the time, my, my two grandmas had just died. I was devastated. Um, and these guys were not helping me at all. And they weren't comforting, like any of it. They were just, well, like, just, we want to go out and do this. I was yeah. just devastated. This is the first time I dealt with death. He drove all the way down to LA, packed up in my entire apartment wow. and moved me back. Really? Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then it took us a while later. So it was like a four year, broke up with him for t- two years, <laughs> dated him two years, and then we got married. But by the time we got married, like he always says, he goes, I just, God had told me you had potential, but like, I didn't know you mm. could go from that to this. Dang. And so like, I, I always say to him, like, I know that was so hurtful and so hard, mm-hmm. the things I had done and, and gone through. And you kind of had to witness it on the sideline, but he's like, I know you did. You had to go through that. Wow. Like, because I don't think if you had, and yeah. we just got married that young, what a mess I feel like I yeah. would have been, you know? Yeah, so I s- I'm so glad I didn't just force myself to marry him. Right. You know, like I knew yeah. I was feeling those feelings for a reason. Yep. Yeah. I'm a huge believer that, and I say this a lot, that life happens for us. Mm-hmm. And because we may not know why we're going through this hard time in the moment we're going through it, but it always leads to something that we've learned and we grow from it. And we look back and go, man, just like you're saying, I had to go through that. Yep. It had to be the way it was in order for it to be this good now. Oh, so true. Right. And I think even sometimes with our depressions or anxieties or addictions, sometimes are we going through that to empathize with someone else and help them later on their journey? Yeah. Because like I look back so many times in my life and I can connect the dots so easy now. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of it, oh, it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. You're, you're lost. Middle, you're lost. Yeah. yeah. But you can look back and go, man, that led to this and that led to this. Yeah. And I you really feel guided that. the whole way when you do. Yeah, I believe, I'll say this to my clients all the time, addiction, adversity is the wake-up call to your greatness. Mm, I love that. And, and it's so true, though. And that, but when they're in the thick of it, they're looking, I mean, I'm, I'm putting a needle in my arm, and I've been in prison, I'm doing this, and you're saying this is my greatness? Mm-hmm. I said, no, it's trying to wake you up yep. to who you really are, because this isn't you. So powerful. Right? Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. for sure. I mean, sometimes, I mean, there are some people I know that they just kind of, they... Like, I think even my, I mean, who knows, but like, there's just some people who, who can do it, but then there yeah. are some, maybe it's the really passionate people. Sometimes they, you got to hit rock bottom yeah. to find out who you are, what you're made of mm-hmm. and like what you're living for. Yep. Cause like, like for me, I was living for all the wrong things. Yeah. I needed to, to go through things to find out what I re- was really living for. And I think if I hadn't gone through that, I don't think I'd be the parent I am to my kids. And I don't for think, sure. like, I'm so crazy, open, honest with my kids. I love it. Um, because I want them, because I know it also will hit them when they're 21. But oh, like, yeah. oh, mom's not perfect. She probably had some stuff going on. <laughs> like, I don't want to do the facade of like, <laughs> let's pretend like she's perfect. And then 22 realize, uh, no, mom's a mess. And I want to point, <laughs> I want to point this out that this is so amazing. And here's why. So I deal with a lot of kids, right? I've yeah. been doing this for 30 years and a lot of younger kids. And they will share some pretty heavy stuff with me. Oh. And I'll always ask, have you shared that with your parents? And they say no. And I'm like, why? Well, my parents have never done anything wrong. Oh. I'm like, no, they have. They just haven't told you. Mm-hmm. They're trying to put on, no, I'm perfect, this and that. And, and, and again, I understand it. I'm not, no fault to the parent. They're doing their best. But I love that you're open because I think the more open we are, we don't have to give gory details. Absolutely. But our kids need to know that, hey, I struggled and I went through this. So if you were going through it too, hey, you can talk to me about it. Absolutely. You can tell me, hey, mom, you know, someone, you know, offered me to smoke pot today at school. 
And I just wanted to tell you that because I feel comfortable that you, you know, you'll be okay with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus I ain't telling my mom that Yeah. Or, or, or whatever, right? Absolutely. I got chills as, as you're saying that because I totally believe in that because I felt, well, and there's been different examples of, of that because I think I for a long time I was like, maybe no, maybe yes. What's the right thing here? Yeah. And then I came upon, and then I've seen some examples of like, okay, these guys pretend, didn't let their kids know anything. And then later it, it all happened actually the same cyclical toxic family yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they, they didn't know any of that. And then I look at other examples where they did, they let their kids so in the know and being like, Hey, this is where I've been through. Here's the tools. And those kids were very less inclined mm-hmm. to want to be involved in those things. Yeah. Like it's always like the younger kid, I feel like of, of drug user siblings who was like, Oh, I didn't want to even want to touch drugs. I right. saw what it did to my, my, my siblings, exactly. you know? Yeah. And, um, bring back to the scriptures um but book of the book of mormon alma he's uh he's he was like a rebel turned prophet love him he's like the og i love him and so uh because i relate so much to him because he was like this rebel like he just wanted nothing to do with any christ followers and then all of a sudden he was like oh christ this is good thing so um he had four sons and how he handled them in his like last testimony, he was super open and honest about it. Yeah. And that just spoke so much to me where I was like, okay, you know what? This is the way. I do think we need to be yeah. open and honest. And in fact, my my three older kids were there for the birth of our last baby. And oh. that might be so different for how oh. people view it. But yeah. I mean, I feel like at the world we live in, everything's shoved in your face at the point. Mm-hmm. Like I said, whether it's on TV, music, or just people, maybe parents aren't as involved. So kids are talking about it at school or whatever. And so it's like, we have no choice but to be open and honest about what's out there being offered. And um, so it's like, even with the birth, like it was so cool. We talked about it. We're like, you know, it looks this way. And then it's like a transformer. It looks something different. And then it goes back. (laughs) You know, we're just super open and honest. And then, um, you know, they like, I was like, you can stand at my shoulder, whatever you want. But like, it was so cool because I think sometimes, and obviously everything's age appropriate. but. I think when you you take the curiosity at such a young age and it just becomes a natural thing, yeah, it just it becomes so much. Oh, that's just how it is. Yeah, like no big deal. Like for me, I feel like even like the sex talk or yeah. the drug. I never really got those actually, and that made me so much more curious, for you sure. know, and yeah. and things. So I do think just learning to open, and then you have this comfortable passage between your kids. Like, oh yeah, no big deal. Like yeah. we we talk about sex. Um, like yeah. once a month because when we see it when when it is appropriate yep and then they're it. not scared to come to you love they're it. not scared to to ask those questions mm-hmm. and what people are doing at school and stuff because it's just so yeah my mom we talk about that that's human nature that's yeah. possible like what ifs yeah love so it. so that's a big thing i think yeah communication is the key yeah for so sure true love it love it love it. love communication your baby's squeaking a little i bit. know I he's so it. cute i gotta yeah. give him a little puppy yeah no <laughs> <laughs> oh it's awesome so beautiful yeah so um so huge love that gotta keep oh sorry so huge gotta keep that uh (laughs) the communication is a game changer relationships especially with our kids let's communicate to them yeah let's show them that we're there for them let's show them that we're not perfect let's find tools let's be better humans to help them be better humans so that the world can be a little bit better love it let's stop the cyclical trauma yeah and ignoring that bad things happen to us and yeah all that well said thank you Um, fitness is a big part of your life and it means a lot. And I think, um, it also helps you probably be a better mom, a better wife, a better, uh, businesswoman. Absolutely. All the above. Right. So talk about, were you that way younger? Was it cheerleading that kind of got you into like, Hey, this fitness thing's a good thing for me. Yeah. You know, I loved Fitness. I mean, I love cheerleading. So that was super empowering. Like, wow, I can hold a handstand. I can control this. Yeah. I can get better at it. Like, it just kind of gave me such incremental goals to work for and see results and progression. Super empowering for a young kid. Um, I think boy, girl, everybody should be involved with yeah. like gymnastics or cheerleading at a young age just to feel yeah. that empowerment. Our bodies are such a blessing. Yeah, they are. They're our spirits live inside of these things. Yeah. So I think sometimes we treat them like trash and we're just like, whatever I'm going to eat and do whatever to it. It's no big deal. But like we, it's so important to have it be its best self for, in order for your spirit to be its best self. Right. And so, um, I would say even high school, I kind of struggled with some, some food, some eating, 
Um, nothing huge, but like really hard to get comfortable in my skin and figuring out weight wise, what weight I should be. So that mm-hmm. was a struggle I'd say throughout high school. Yeah. It wasn't until my first baby having my body really ripped apart mm. and being like, okay, I got to put this back together, you know? And <laughs> yeah. like, how do I do that? What does that look yeah. like? I, I wanted to be, I want to be really present and available to my kids. Yeah. Um, so huge deal. I think what fitness can do is consistency is success. Like we were, we were talking before, right. if you can learn to be consistent yes. every day, you can't yeah. go to the gym for 24 hours and all of a sudden look fitter the next day. Right. right. It's just not how it works. So you, if you show up and can be consistent every single day, a, I think, incredible for your body that's where you're going to see results yeah and be you're showing your kids what it looks like to to be habitual in that healthy habitual habits yeah um and consistent because if you can be consistent in anything you can be successful in anything whether it's a business whether it's fitness and so i feel like sometimes just harnessing that first with fitness because then that went into business because when i wanted to start a business i was like i don't know where to start this is so overwhelming well just take the next right step just do 20 minutes of what you think you can a day, just like with fitness. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Can you see the, can you see the next step? Yeah. Can can you see the next step? I love it from the, the, yeah, you did a post on that. The Fox, the mall. I would say it wrong. The boy, the mall, mall, the the Fox. Whatever. (laughs) Great, great book. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, It's got so many good quotes. It really does. But um, as long as you can just see that next step. So fitness, I want my kids to know, like you're in control of your body. You can't control a lot of things Mm -hmm. and you can't even control your health sometimes. But you can control how you treat yeah, it. You can control sure. how you talk to it. Yeah. Um, is I don't, this pregnancy was so hard, this last pregnancy. Mm. Um, I think being pregnant and running a business, super humbled. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I just was super out right. of it. And I was just telling my kids last night, because we were talking about humility. I was like, I was so humbled. And I'm like, but I am grateful for that. Because as soon as they handed me that baby, I was just so grateful for yeah. what it is to have health and energy again. Absolutely. Like what a gift this is and yeah. I don't want to waste it and I want my spirit to thrive. I want to do, I want to help people. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. So therefore my body needs, I need to be eating good. I need to be working out. I need to be sleeping right. I got to be good to it because that's how we're going to be our best selves. Yeah. I can't be dependent on caffeine. I can't be these things. I'm sure. trying so hard to just really yeah. zone in, you know? Yeah, I love it. I, um, I've been into fitness too and taking care of my body, but um, I decided uh, about three months ago to hire a personal trainer oh, okay. I see three days a week. And it's been life-changing for me, just like getting me stronger than I've ever been. It's amazing. You know, that kind of thing. And so, and you just feel better. You have more confidence. I, I do. I, I have more energy. It's, it really is, it's like the, it's like a secret superpower. Oh, for sure. Right? If you'll just, if you'll, and, and again, I agree with you, consistency is the key. Have you ever heard of the 2190 rule? Oh, no, no, no. So the 2190 rule basically states it takes about 21 days to create or break a habit. Oh, okay. Roughly, yeah. give or take a few days. 90 days to create a lifestyle. Mm. And so really that's what you're saying is that consistency, eventually it just becomes what you do. Yep. Right? You know, fitness is part of what I do. It's part of my daily routine, just like brushing my teeth. Yep. Right? And so anyone listening to this, the key is to get through that first 21 days. If you can do that... <laughs> You can start feeling like, hey, this is starting to feel more like a habit to me, and it's you know something I'm looking forward to. But that's what I was hearing you say. Oh, for sure. Well, and and grace, because for example, so wherever you are starting yeah. in your your fitness habit, for mine, let's say it was after babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a cutie. <laughs> it's like it's getting hot. This is the first time I've ever made little feet. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, consistency. We've talked a lot about that, and again. I think that's why you're so good again at your 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 business that you've created, and you created it with your mom, right? If I remember right. Yes. She said yes, everyone. Just so you know. <laughs> sorry. No, you're yes. good. <laughs> so we did that. I might have to pull them out here in a second. You're fine. You but can... yeah, we started with my mom. But sorry, just to finish up that that fitness note, yeah. I think what happened with um, we went to when you're having a baby, your body's torn apart. You're not going to see results for a long time. I always give myself nine months, like. I know I'll have at least nine months. Yeah. So sometimes it's entering it. You're not going to see results every sure. immediately. Right, right. But it's like the faith in the process. Yeah. Like I know what I'm doing is going to give me results. And I know for the first three months after a baby, I'm like, man, there's just not a lot of difference. I've been doing it every day. But then all of a sudden I hit like six months. Oh my goodness. I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. By nine months, 
for sure I feel back to normal. But if you ignore it and you just get hung up on the like, mm-hmm. how do I look tomorrow? Have I lost two pounds? Yeah. It's it's just never gonna work. You gotta have perspective. You gotta have like a long term um, goal. Yeah. Right. So for sure, yeah. for sure. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Sorry. We can pause. No, don't be sorry. You're good. If I hold them, you'll be fine. Just gonna mark the time here. We can. We're good. Oh, it's so cute. What's his name? Louis. Louis. King Louis. Welcome to the show, Louis. <laughs> sorry. It's good to have you. I know. Thanks. Oh my it's gosh! Three week birthday. Cute. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's why he was crying. That is so Now we know. Why? I know. We would be at church, you know, and my. You know, we're holding the baby, and the baby just totally lets go. And, you know, everyone's looking around. Looking at I, I, you. It was the baby, I swear. <laughs> I promise you it was the baby. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Thanks for no. for your patience. Oh, you're totally good. But well, yeah. um, man, this is such a fun conversation. I could talk all day, honestly. No, but I do want to so get nice. into your company, Melkit. Melkit. You created it with your mom. Yes. So talk about what it is for our listeners who may not know about it and why you decided to do something like this. So my mom, I think it was was it like 15 years ago, we read a, um, a book called Skinny Bitch. And I feel like it was like one of its pioneering. <laughs> See, this was back to my food and my yeah, modeling this, right? right. It's all, uh-huh. it all makes sense now. Um, but it was actually really an amazing book. And I feel like she's, it was one of the first books that was like, hey, hormones and what's on your food, it matters. And it, it affects yeah. you from the inside. Yeah. And not only with food, but like your skin products. Mm. Like people are putting yeah. whatever. It's funny how as a society, we've, I feel like the 50s when they started just to can everything. <laughs> and like right. you know like oh yeah. this will last for 20 years let's just this is easier and cheaper <laughs> right you know like forget the the yeah. banana that lasts like a, a day <laughs> and so um i feel like we kind of reversed like in in the 50s and now we're kind of waking up to that so i remember yeah. that book was really powerful so my mom we were looking for skincare um like clean skincare and we could not find anything and my mom has such an incredible knowledge of mm-hmm. essential oils mm. and essential oils been around for thousands of years yeah right Cleopatra was using them in her beauty regimen like they have such powerful properties and I know some people are like oh essential oils aren't aren't a real thing they are a real thing (laughs) and I mean they brought them to Jesus for crying out loud you know frankincense and myrrh right there you go so um (laughs) they are so powerful so she started to make mix this like the hand mixes in her kitchen and then she gave it to each of us we gave it to our friends like she was pretty much hand mixing it for the entire community and people loved it I remember being in LA. I was out. I went and got some really expensive. I think it was like La Mer, La Mer. Uh-huh. And I remember putting it on and being like, mom, I, nothing touches your stuff. Like this is incredible. So that was a while. And then fast forward, wow. I, I had a bunch of kids. I had three kids and I just couldn't even think about doing that because when you have kids, it's like yeah. one foot in front of the other. Like you're For sure. And I feel like actually yeah. with each kid, your, your capacity grows, but man, like I, I, if you would have told me after I had my first kid that I was running a business with my fourth, fifth, and sixth, I would have just about fell off the floor. Yeah, like, it no seemed way. unimaginable, yeah, right. right? Yeah. And I think again, it goes to consistency. Like, just continue yeah. to grow line upon line, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was like, Mom, this is amazing, and it's so funny when inspiration hits. And I don't know, maybe you're this way, but I know exactly where I am when like a riveting yes. inspirational thought. Yeah. Like I remember being. I agree. Exactly on a, a road turning into like almost in and out or something, and I remember being like, "You need to push this forward." And I remember where the name came. I remember being in a Target parking lot, <laughs> like always out and about. <laughs> yeah, um, <right. laughs> and I just remember exactly what I was looking at. And I don't even have a great memory. And so I knew we needed to push it forward. But man, did it seem overwhelming. How do you reverse engineer a homemade, um, right. you know, recipe that was already so good? Like, was it going to be as good? Um, it was daunting. But then I remember just being like, okay, I can do one thing yeah. a day. I can't think of the whole picture of everything that has to be done because I have no idea how to do it. But it was so neat to be able to um, go through this process of not knowing because I feel like I have learned like whether I mean, it's helped so many people. The cream is incredible. But starting a business has helped me grow as a human in so many ways. Yeah. Um, Because like I'm such a a creative like I love graphic design. That's what I went to school for. Mm -hmm. Um, Love it. And I feel like constantly I've been told like, okay, well, you're good at the creative, but you have to know how to put wheels on the stuff. You know, like you have to know like the things that, that go around and bringing it back to Christ. Christ created the earth. Same thing. He was probably painting rainbows and, and, and clouds, <laughs> but he had to know the wheels. He, sure. he had got to know yeah, that. He had to know the ins and the outs. All, all the chemistry yep. and the engineering. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I feel like it's the same thing with that. And um, it has been 
so hard and yet so incredible. And I think just so fun to show my kids like, hey, you know, you don't have to do everything by 20 or before kids. You have hopefully 100 years to continue to do all sorts of professions. I mean, listening to you, like all the things that you've done and grown through and evolved. And so... I just always like to, especially to women, be like, don't ever limit yourself. Yeah. You know, you may be, you have no idea what you could do. Maybe you're going to have one kid and you're yeah. going to be a mom. I know I always wanted to be a mom. That's my first most important yeah. thing I wanted to do. I know I was put on this earth to do, but man, I didn't know that I could also be a CEO yeah, right. and maybe do both, yeah, right. you know? And, uh-huh. and of course you got to find priorities and you got to be able to find the right time, but man, that never, never limit yourself. And then that kind of turns into to kind of an off road thing in our in our in our family in our house we have so much art and statues of a lion and a lamb we talk about this constantly mm. this is like my main parenting tool okay um, and we talk about hey you know some people are born a lion and some people are born a lamb but that's not how you're supposed to stay and yeah. then you know tying in Christ uh, I look I at Christ that. as the ultimate lion and lamb right like i think of him on the cross like he could have broke loose those chains what's a lion a lion is bold a lion is courageous yeah. a lion is regal a lion yeah. is a leader what's a lamb a lamb is humble is teachable meek, teachable. meek. yeah i love that all you know forgiving yeah. all these things and i always look at as christ obviously as the, the perfect example that he was a lion up on that cross he also he chose to be a lamb at that moment Right. You know, because that was yeah. his his path and what God wanted for for him and needed him to do for for all of us, and so we talk about that as a parenting tool. Like, some of my kids were born maybe more lambish, and some <laughs> some born more lion. I'm so sorry, guys. No, you're... Um, this is like literally the first time he's ever made a peep. But so some people are born more lion and lamb, but no, we're supposed to be both. Yeah. And there's been just so many thoughts where it's like to find that perfect balance in us. So yeah. Sometimes I was born more lion and I've had to really find, look hard for my lamb. Mm. And I think sometimes we embolden people being like, oh, he just wears the pants in that relationship. Or he, he just walks or she's just so, what do you call a pushover or whatever? Or like she's easy going. And I'm like, no, we we got, there's both gifts for both of us. Yeah. And we, we got to get, you can cultivate both. I mean, that's how you're going to be your best self. And that's how you're going to find, there are times to be a lion and there's time to be a lamb. I know some people go around the dinner table and be like, what was your your rose and thorn? Well, we go around the dinner table and we're like, what was your lion and lamb moment? Where was the time mm-hmm. you needed to be bold and strong? Yeah. And when was your moment this week where you needed to be forgiving and meek? Wow. I so, I mean, I, I think it. the same goes with it with a business. Yeah. There's times you got to do both. There's times we're humbled. And there's times where you get to be the lion and you get to be on do the most incredible things. And there's, I mean, how many times have you been humbled in your profession, oh, right? A lot. And But you grow the most. Daily. Right? Yeah. And you, yeah. you got to forgive people. That's how relationships thrive. You got to be the lion sometimes and set a boundary for yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. the toxic relationship or, hey, I refuse to be treated this way. Yeah. But then you have the moment where you're like, you know, I really, I need to be more forgiving. I need to be softer here. Yeah. So there's just a time and moment for both. And I, I'm kind of sick of seeing people just think, that's just how he is. This My marriage has been like this. He treats me this way. And so another yeah. 50 years, whatever, we've already done it for 50, yeah. you know? And it's like, no, no I agree. And I hear this a lot from my clients. It's like, this is just how I am. Yeah. This is who I am. And it's like, it's a cop out. It really truly is. Cause changing that will be hard, mm. but you can change it. It's the hardest. Yeah. I have a quote on the outside of my door here and I heard it on Chris Williamson's podcast and it's uh, by Dippin Parmar, I think is how you say the name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. <laughs> but it's the magic uh, The magic you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding. So true. Right? And I just really, man, that hit me so hard when I heard that. I'm like, that is so accurate. Not only for my clients, but for me too. I'm like, oh, absolutely. yeah, okay, I'm avoiding this work. and But I want this magic over here that would give me, but I'm just avoiding it. Well, do the work and you'll get it. It's really what you're saying. Oh, for sure. And I yeah. think part of that is just being a realist too, right? When yeah. Are we looking in a real mirror? Are we really seeing yeah. our goods and our bad? Yeah. And and it's not so much like you have to be so hard on yourself and never forgive yourself for your mistakes because that's that's not what we want. But you need to own it. Yeah. You need to see it. Yeah. Don't pretend it doesn't exist, you yeah. know, because once you can be like, oh, I, I have a, a problem. I'm dependent on this or that or I don't talk to my spouse nice yeah. enough or, or right. whatever it is, then you can be like, okay, how am I going to do that better? And then that's the beauty of being able to say sorry. That's the that's the beauty of repentance. Yeah. Um, but to repent, you have to you have to have the humility. You have to have the recognition 
you have to acknowledge it and you have to be able to look and think, do I want to grow through this? Do I want to be better? Or do I want to continue this cycle? Because the more you ignore and lie to yourself, you're just going to keep going. But the moment you look at yourself and see that flaw, give yourself grace, but then you work on that, that magic, oh man, you're just going to grow and you're going to help so many other people along the way. Wow. I love that. That's so good. No, this is good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, went, we went a lot of different roads. I know, didn't we? we did, didn't we? But that's what I love. We, we, we had no plan. We're just going for it. So and I love it. And everything you've said so far has been so fantastic. I love it. Oh, this it's, is great. It's so fun. Um, like if, if people want to know more about your company, what's, you know, and, and maybe reach out to you and to get to know you better or whatever, what's the best way for someone to do that? You can go to melkit.com, M-E-L-K-I-T.com, and you can read all the benefits. So we have four products. The essential oils are in there, and the essential oils help with a variety of skin ailments. That's what's so powerful. Like, yeah. I've had people be like, hey, I've been in chemo treatments. Nothing. I've got these chemo burns. Nothing's oh, helped yeah, but yeah. this. Wow. So fulfilling and rewarding to yeah. see it actually bring comfort to sure. people. And kind of, you know, back to the hormones and chemicals, our main thing is we want it to be natural and safe. You your skin is your largest organ on your body. So really your skincare matters. You don't want to be putting disruptors, hormonal disruptors. Hormones are out of control, hard to deal with anyways. Let's not feed it, you know, mold and like, like horrible things. So I think you, you get on, you can use these products. It helps with everything. It's natural and clean. So you can feel so good about it. And, um, you know, for your podcast, you put Todd Inspires at the promo code. You'll get 30% off oh, if anybody cool. wants to try it. Okay. Um, and then I think just, yeah, you can email us on um, my Instagram or email us at hello at milkit.com. Um, okay, but great. yeah, we'd love for people to try yeah. it. It's so good. We have a baby milk, a he milk, a body milk, wow. and a face milk. So there's something for everybody. Yeah. Um, especially when you get these pure little babies, um, you want to feel good about what you're putting on their skin. Yeah. You know, you don't want to introduce them to like more chemicals. Yeah. What is this? Things. Yeah. You, yeah. So that, that was huge for us. Like, you brought me some today, by the way. Too. Yes. And I'm going to start using try it. it. Totally. I need it. <laughs> There's no synthetic dyes or fragrances. So it just smells like really spa like, oh, you know, uh, my mom it. just did an incredible job and it's, wow. it really is an incredible product. Yeah. We got tons of before and afters of just sunburns. Yes. I eczema. went through your site and all the testimonials and I mean, it's amazing. It's been so like, amazing. It truly is amazing stuff. And it's all um above board and uh, you know it's just again, all natural clean but it just also it kind of mirrors your life now no oh, you know what i mean yeah like, <laughs> i know you're not perfect or this and that but you know what i mean like you've got stuff you're doing and just the way you're trying to raise your kids and how your faith and family and fitness and all that means so much to you and it it shows because i mean you got a beautiful family and you're doing great things in this world you're so nice thank you you know i i, I know if we look at what we're going through and we see what we can be and sometimes we need to see ourselves through god's eyes because god knows our potential right you know the eagle eye perspective of what we're doing and look at some of the the hard things that we go through and turn those into strengths and help and hold other people together and and teach our kids that they can get through hard things too and they can help it all and and teaching your body to try to be as clean and giving it all the love you need and treating it right treating and talking to yourself nicely i mean mm. i know I, f- I just feel like we can that's my passion i yeah. know we can be better like yeah. i just want to continue to learn and grow find the lion and the lamb in us yeah i love you know, that put, lion use, and the lamb. use clean products yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> exactly. that helps too don't mess with your hormones <laughs> yeah um love it yeah i think that i totally believe in change and a better tomorrow yeah. and you know that's our that's what our kids are growing up into that's what your grandkids are going to get yep so let's do what we can to, to break yeah. the cyclical toxic stuff and and do it. I love it. Thank you. You've already said some really profound things today. If there's someone listening to us right now, listening to you, who's in a dark place, they're struggling, they're not sure what to do with life or whatever, what would you tell that one person listening to you right now? Oh, that's such a that's a good profound question. Um, you know, I think one of the things is when we're all I call it like my closet of Gethsemane. You know, when we have those moments when we're in our closet and yeah. we feel so alone. Yeah. Um, it's usually my closet. I don't know, but everyone's yeah. different. Sure. And you just feel so alone. You're overcome with fear and anxiety. And, and, and really the path to growth is lonely. It's very lonely. And I think we can look at Christ as a perfect example of how alone he was um, and some of the great figures. It's not an easy path. Yeah. But just know that just one foot in front of the other. 
Like it will mm, get better. Yeah. It will pass. Um, there's always going to be a tomorrow. It just hang on, just hang on a little longer, look for light and, um, like never give up. I think that's mm. the whole thing is never give up. Yeah. And, um, and like, even too, I think of Christ and Gethsemane, even he, he wanted the bitter cup to pass. He, it was too mm-hmm. much for him to bear. And he had yeah. this all knowing knowledge. And so no, that that's how every, that's how your savior felt. Yeah. It was too much for him to bear. And just mm-hmm. to kind of think of him and, and just know that there is a tomorrow and to, I like, that's what I would tell my kids. It's like, never give up. I never want them to get to a point where they, it's just too much to bear, um, that they have something unique to offer to this world that people need them, that they are here for other people to help them. Um, you're significant. You're so much bigger than you think you are. And people yeah. know and love you and to never forget the, your eternal perspective of your majesty really, you know? And so it's, just hang on. That's what I would say. Yeah. What, what would you say? Beautifully said, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would echo the same words you're saying. I mean, never give up. I mean, you know, there's a statement that I, um, I love. It's the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Wow. The greater the sinner, the greater the saint. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a dark place right now and you're struggling, one, you're not alone. I've been there. Camille's been there. Everyone's been there. Oh, yeah. And I think, um, like, again, it is that sometimes I got to just take one step forward. That might be, that step might be calling someone and saying, dude, I'm struggling. Can I talk? Can I bend your ear for a minute? Yep. Or can I come see you? Can I come cry on your shoulder? <laughs> yep. Right? It's sometimes that's the step. Yep. Call someone because if you if you're telling yourself you're alone, you're lying because you're not. Yeah. I promise you, there's one person you can call, and they will help you. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, I just echo what you said. I think it was beautifully said. And again, know that you're not alone. And when you start reaching out, calling, whatever, you start witnessing a little bit more light in your life. Yep. Absolutely. You know? And, and you know, I, people people want to serve. And people want to help you. Like people, people want to be involved. Not everyone always knows what you're going through. For sure. You know, you got to communicate, like, like put that out there. Yeah. Cause we think, oh, no one, no one likes me or no one wants to talk. Well, people may not even know you're struggling. Absolutely. Sometimes we have to let people know, you know, I have a a statement and then we'll wrap up here. Probably got to change the baby, feed the baby, all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, uh, Of a client that said this here and it was so profound. And I thought I want to memorize this. And here's what he said. I tried to find myself, myself I could not see. I tried to find my God, my God eluded me. I tried to find my brother, I found all three. Aww. Right? Incredible. And that's, that, there it is. I promise you, if you reach out, if you go try to help someone today, even though you're, you're hurting, you'll find all three. You'll find yourself, you'll find God, and you will find your brother. Oh, one that will have your back. For sure. And you know what, and I think too, when you're having like this type of promptings or good thoughts, whether it's to reach out to someone, don't ignore those, Absolutely, you know, yeah, like reach ignore. out. And, you know, I, I think it was someone who was like, you know, one of the most successful things I do is as soon as I wake up, my eyes wake up, I think of three people to send mm. like a gratitude text That's to. Awesome. Super powerful. That's powerful. Because maybe sometimes those words, I know there's been times people have offered me words that mm-hmm. were my, my life raft at the moment. Like someone that what I lived through. That's what got yeah. me through the day. Yeah. And so don't ignore those. Like any positive thing that comes in your mind, don't hide that. Yeah. You know, share it. If yeah. you, you feel a generous thought, say it. Yeah. And, um, let your light shine, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, totally. So I totally, that's, that's really part. We're here to help. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're here to help each other. And, yeah. um, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself because we just, there's so much within us. I don't think yeah. we even realize our potential. I think, what do they say? You use a tiny, small percentage of your brain. Something like that. Yeah, compared to like, like 90% of it's just pretty much dormant. Yeah. Can you imagine like the, what we are truly capable if yeah, we could unlock that? Totally. So wow, have faith in it. yourself. Wow. Well, this has been fun. It's been a great conversation. Truly. This has been um, very inspiring for me oh, to hear so from nice. you. Oh, it's been amazing to hear um, from you. I love the way you live your life. I love the way you carry yourself. I love the way you treat your people, especially your family and how you're very vocal and open about your faith. And, um, it, it really is, uh, something that we need to see. You are a light that shines bright. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you, Todd. I feel the same about you. Thank you. I mean, all your podcasts and all the wonderful people you bring on. Thank you. uh, What just, your story is incredible. Thank you. It gives us all strength and and inspiration that we can get through it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. And, uh, 
to to everyone listening to this right now, please reach out and check out uh, Camille's product. We'll have all the links in the show notes so you can get right there and, and we'll put a promotional code. You get a little discount, which is really cool. So fun. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, thanks to my sponsors. I love you guys for believing in me and you make this possible. And Camille, one last thank you to you, to uh, you and your beautiful family. To thank you. A happy holidays and Merry Christmas, all that fun Merry stuff. Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Thanks for having Louie here. Absolutely. Louie, we love you too, buddy. (laughs) Okay. Take care, everyone. Thanks.